This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Little Passports. Keep your kids busy this summer with Little Passports, the award-winning subscription for kids. Spawned listeners can save 40% on their first month today with promo code SPAWN. That's S-P-A-W-N. Learn more at www.littlepassports.com slash spawn. Hello and welcome to Spawned with Kristen and Liz. A common sense take on parenting and parenting culture. Or as we think of it, two parents who laugh too loud at their own jokes. (laughs) Yeah, that would be (laughs) us. Hi, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. Today on Spawned, we will be talking about is the best email sign-off actually the worst? And we're going to answer our very first question from a listener about playdates. Yay! We Yay, love questions! First questions! And finally, we'll close out the show with each of our own cool picks of the week. But first, if you have any suggestions for topics that you want to hear us talk about, let us know! Yeah, we love to hear from our listeners. You can email us spawned at coolmompicks.com or tweet us at coolmompicks and use the hashtag show. Very creative. Yes. show. And visit our Facebook page. Good, so... First topic. Yay, first topic. Oh my gosh, we were laughing hard about this one. I know, this was so interesting. So a bunch of people tweeted this link to a Bloomberg business article about you're ending your emails wrong. Oh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Good link bait headline. Like (laughs) that. So they have some experts who are saying that signing off your email with best, comma, Liz, or best, Kristen, is not a good way to sign off your email. What? I know. That's what I do. I do it, too. I took it a little personally. I mean, I do that with all my emails. So maybe it's not so nice when I'm, like, emailing, like, my mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's not their point, right? Like, their well, point their is... point was everything was bad. Like, what? sincerely is too serious or too fake and warmest regards is too effusive. Basically, it's saying we shouldn't sign off our emails at all. Yes, that was the takeaway is that an email is more like a text than a letter. And so it's better to be informal and just write like K or Kristen or sign off nothing. There might be some bra burning going on here. (laughs) You're going to burn your bra over a Bloomberg article? The youths are taking over my email inbox. You are mad about this. I would not burn my well, bra over this. But here's the thing. Okay, look. I, <laughs> I really I, need my bra. <laughs> That's really the point. Well, like, yeah. Let's be honest, Liz, because <laughs> you need it. I mean, sadly, I could go without it and no one would think twice. That's, that's beside the point. The issue is that I understand texts are texts. Yeah. And even though... You know how I feel about text messages. I still don't like text talk. Yeah. It's been a long road for me to get to emoji and emoticons. Yeah, we have embraced but emoji. They email, are our overlords. They are, we accept but it. emails are sacred, and I take a lot of time and effort. I feel like they represent how you are professionally and even personally. I feel like mm-hmm. they're like a letter in the digital age. I think so, too. In fact, when I sometimes use it like a text, like if I write back something too quickly to someone, sometimes they get a little like it's off-putting or something. Yeah. Like I, I realize like, oh, I should have written the longer. I should have explained myself more. This seems too quick. Like if, you know, one of our writers, I write to them, hey, make this change. I realize if I didn't say like, hey, how are you doing today? I hope you had a great day. Listen, I was reading your post and I was hoping you could make this change. Like if you don't use it like a letter, I think actually... 
You could be misinterpreted. Exactly. Like people exactly. see it and they don't know. I mean, and look, the truth is that happens so much on texts. I mean, I, I'm sure yeah. you have the same experience. Yeah, like, yeah. You see a text from someone and you're like, whoa, A, they're in a bad mood. <laughs> B, you did something wrong that you don't know about. I think it's also the written word can be misinterpreted so easily. Tone is really hard. I think that's why actually people put smiley faces and emoji after some things that they write to make sure you understand their tone. But I think that your signature can help with that. So when somebody writes something really nice to me and I sign it off warmly, it's because I wanted to say something warmer than best, but I wasn't going to write love Liz. (laughs) Yeah. And really, can we just talk a little bit about email etiquette? Because I think like best signing off with best is not the worst thing that you can do. I support the word best. Well, there are bad. I mean, come on. Like, can we just talk about like husbands and wives that have the same email address? (gasps) Oh, That's such a pet peeve. It's like Liz, they're free. It's like they're free. Betty Draper, if she had email, it would be like Mrs. Don Draper. I feel like Oprah. Like you can have a Gmail account. (laughs) You can have a Gmail account. (laughs) They're free. They're totally free. Or your favorite. Comic Sans. No, I have big problems with Comic Sans. <laughs> Everybody knows this. I'm I'm like a type geek. You know, I'm a data nerd. My yes, readers know that. Now nerd. they know I'm a type geek. Yep. I'm not an art director. When I was in advertising, I was a backseat art director. I was really good at standing over art director's shoulders and annoying the crap out of them. <laughs> but yeah, big problems with Comic Sans. And I feel like every time I get an email, like a professional email, a pitch from a PR person in Comic Sans, and even worse, when it's like every line is written in a different color. Why? Why? <laughs> Why the rainbow? I don't know. Do you know how much work that takes, by the way? Like, at one level, I have to be like, this is really annoying. But at another, I have to think, you person have enough time to change the color (laughs) of every single word or letter sometimes. And you know what? Kill me now with your hugs and kisses. I'm sorry. (gasps) Well... Yes. I can't take I mean, it. if it's a friend, great. Well, that's yeah, fine. I'll take hugs and kisses But it's from really friends. strange to get a professional email signed off like XOXO Pam. What does this mean? I'm like, I don't even know Pam. <laughs> and she, I think she, she wants really me to write me. about some new product. <laughs> so that, you know, you can use warmly, you can use sincerely. You know what? I used to use cheers until someone told me that was pretentious. And I was like horrified. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and I stopped well, doing whatever. that. You know what? We understand that technology is going to evolve. We're right there with you. We write a tech site called Cool mom tech. But right. my bottom line is it's common courtesy to sign off your emails. I agree. And you know what? Almost anything you sign it off with is fine by me. If it's best, then that's best for you. I'm okay with that. I would just, you know, maybe ease up on the hugs and kisses if it's not a personal friend. Yes. So we want to know, how do you sign off your emails? Are there any emails you get that drive you crazy? Do you hate Comic Sans like me? Yeah. Send us an email and please sign off. <laughs> you can, send it you to can even write best and we won't be mad at no, you. No, we won't. You can email us spawned at coolmompics.com or tweet us at coolmompics and use that hashtag spawnshow or visit us over on Facebook. Coming up next, we've got our first question from a listener. And we'll get to that right after this short word from our sponsor. So here it is, summer. Yeah, summer is here. It's only been a couple weeks and some of the kids are already like, I'm bored. So one of the things that we love and have recommended on Cool Mom Picks before, so we are so pleased they are back as a sponsor, is a subscription 
for your kids to Little Passports. They get a monthly package in the mail, and the package highlights all sorts of really cool destinations. Yeah, I mean, every month there's we might, ever, no, might never get to <laughs> in real life. <laughs> or maybe it will inspire a love for travel. Then you'll get to go to Australia or Asia one day with your kids. Yeah, so, I mean, they get this huge wall-sized map, mm-hmm. and then every month they get boxes with all sorts of cool stuff. They're Letters, really cute little packages. stickers, activities. It really does a great job of keeping them busy. Plus, kids just love getting mail with their own names on it, and it's so nice to get this little package every month that's just for them with some kind of surprises in it. So Spawned listeners can save 40%. That's an awesome discount. Very On good. their first month today with promo code SPAWN. That's S-P-A-W-N. You can learn more at www.littlepassports.com slash SPAWN. Okay, topic two. This is our first question from a listener. And I was hoping it would be some fun, like, hey, what lipsticks look great for summer? (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, what's your favorite brand of, I don't know, jean shorts? But no, we get the hard ones. Yeah, this is really hard. Really hard. And so first of all, I'd just like to say to this gentleman, James, we really appreciate you trusting us so much with the very difficult advice that you need about your child. And a caveat is to say that it's very easy to give parenting advice to someone else. Your own kid. Yeah. So that said, this is still a really, really good question. I bet a lot of parents have issues with this too. So he wrote, Hi, cool mom picks. I decided to write in because I needed advice about how to handle a situation with my daughter and the neighbor kid. So the deal is the daughter is four, the neighbor kid is six. And it seems like he has a lot of problems going on at home and he's living with his grandmother. He's not with his parents anymore. And he's like hit this man's yeah, daughter like some, angrily with yeah, toys and she came crying. Yeah, really bad. He seems like a little violent. He's even run away to go play at a park by himself, six years old. And the police had to be called and then it happened again. And so he's clearly, you know, got some issues. And maybe there's not a lot of supervision at home. But the real concern is that one day he'll take the daughter with him on one of his little right, adventures. Right, so they play together and he hasn't been very nice to James... And makes bad and potentially dangerous choices. But the daughter still wants to play with him. And so James wrote it and said, what do I do? Because really, I want my daughter to be able to come to the conclusion on her own that she shouldn't be playing with this kid. Which I think she's not. That's great. That's very idealistic. And eventually, we want our children to come to their own good decisions. However, she's four. I have a four-year-old, Liz. And let me tell you what my four-year-old What kind of choices does she make? (laughs) So her choice was to make Play-Doh out of confectioner sugar (laughs) in my dining room. And when I came down, it looked like I had like a Coke lab. (laughs) (laughs) So that was her decision. Yeah, when my daughter was four at Disney World, my youngest daughter, I think she thought Winnie the Pooh was real. (laughs) So just to keep it in perspective, four-year-olds probably don't have the ability at this point, to make great choices on their own. And I think especially girls and especially when it comes to friends. Yeah. Like, I have a younger daughter who wants to be nice to absolutely everybody. And there's kids who are bullies in the class that have done, like, horrible things. Like, one girl ripped up her homework. And she's like, oh, oh, it's probably, like, it's not her fault. And she, you know, sometimes girls are just very forgiving and they want to make friends and they want everyone to get along. So I can see why his daughter, even though this boy upsets her, she wants to keep playing with him. And also, she's the oldest. So she maybe she doesn't have a lot of playmates around. It's convenient. It's nice to have someone come over. I mean, it's happened to me, too, where I've had neighborhood kids pop over and you're, you're just not sure. 
sure about like the level of supervision that they're getting. Yeah. And so you're concerned. But I think, you know, yeah. bottom line, at least in this situation, is that her safety. You have to consider your well, kids' I safety. Well, I agree. I mean, it's one thing when, you know, kids have fights and kids are still learning how to get along. I remember writing a post a while back about my daughter having a play date with a little girl who was really mean. I confess that my first thought, nothing I said out loud, but my first thought was a not very nice word about this kid. Right. And oh my God, well, you my got readers for that went one. crazy. Yeah, like, how did. dare you think that about a child? And right. I thought, I can't think a bad thing about a mean kid who is making my kid feel bad. But, you know... I've grown since then, and I understand that kids are still negotiating the world, and there are social situations, and they're still trying to figure out what are the right things to do, and right. how do I behave, and sometimes there are good kids that make bad choices, and then sometimes there are kids that make dangerous choices, and I think that's what this guy's dealing with, right? Yeah, I think so, too. The ideal is, of course, that you don't want to dictate who your kids' friends are. You want them to be able to make their right. own decisions. But and, in the end, you're the parent, right? You are the so parent, and I think You that- get to say, do not make confection or sugar Coke Labs in my kitchen. <laughs> yes. I am the parent. I am the parent. And, you know, I, I think the difference between what I find to be, like, great parenting and yeah. also, like, just basically, like, survival parenting. You <laughs> I have, love that. You the difference between great parenting and survival parenting. It's like, your child is alive, congratulations. Right. Or your child is alive and there's a lesson to be learned. And I think you've got to talk to them about that and say, you know what? Yeah. Here's what happens when you dump confectioner sugar all over the dining room. So what? You, you've well, got clean it up. Let me ask you, because you're a suburban mom. I am. I'm in the city. Yes. And so we don't have like the neighbor kids from down the block coming on their own to ring our doorbell. I mean, there's some really nice kids in our building that the the kids play with. So I I don't even have that situation. Like, what do you do when this kid comes over? What would you do? Well, there's a couple things because it's happened to me a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, it's happened a lot. You know, I lived in Georgia. I just Uh moved up to Philadelphia a couple years ago, but I lived in Georgia for a while. We had neighbor kids who they just were never supervised. So I think there was a grandparent watching them, mm-hmm. but you know, watching I use with air quotes because it wasn't really they weren't. Really and by the watched. way, that's nothing against grandparents. No, no, I no. have the most committed helicopter awesome grandparents in the world. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, there are great grandparents. It was just that was the situation that you know that was happening at the time. Yeah, and you know they were destructive. One of the big issues is that they had a really scary dog that they would walk and they couldn't control, <gasps> and it, it was Yikes. really scary. And so they would come over, and you know, a couple times we would just say, you know, we kind of go through that. I feel like there's like the five stages of telling, <laughs> telling people you, you can't play with your children. Number one is like you lie, right? You're like, oh, I'm sorry. They're not available right now. Uh-huh. You know, they're in the bathroom and they're going to be there for the next two and a half hours. Can we still say she's washing her hair? <laughs> yeah. Does that work with a four-year-old? I don't know. She's, <laughs> you know, and so that that's the first level. Okay. And the next level is you talk to the kids and say, you know, we just, we're, we're not going to play right now. Uh-huh. Or we're, we're not available. And then I think you get to the point where you then, if they keep coming over, you need to go to the adult and explain Did you situation. do that? Yeah. So did you go to the grandparents? Yeah. What I do you, did. I'm so bad with confrontation that well, way. What did you do? Uh, so, yeah, that wasn't Like, fun. I'd be the person who went over <laughs> and was, like, knocking on the door, like, I'm going to tell them. And then I'd be like, oh, your house is so nice. <laughs> well, I think that's a good way to start. So did you come right out and I say, did. our I kids just came have over an and issue? I said, look, your children are coming over all the time, and it's a little disturbing for us. Yeah. And, you know, we just, we just don't want our kids to play together. I'm sure your children are really nice, but we've just seen some things. And, um, you know, they were actually really understanding. Mm-hmm. 
because wow. I know that it could go the other parents way. Parents are really defensive about their kids. They I are. Mean, I had a I situation where I my do. daughter a while back had a friend who was just really spoiled. It wasn't anything dangerous like this. I wasn't worried for her safety. But every time this kid would come over, she'd be like, I have more American Girl dolls than you do. It's more fun at my house. And she would just <laughs> say kind of like not nice things. We have better snacks at our house. Mean, <laughs> mean, mean girls, the early years. Exactly. She was really not nice. And so, you know, I like my dad always has the best business advice. And he always says, put someone else between you and the problem. And so what I did was instead of going right to the mom, I went to their school teacher first. And I said, can you just tell me a little bit about their relationship? Now, it's different because it's not a neighbor kid. The kids were in school together. Right, but that's a great way to handle it. I like that idea. the teacher gave me some information that was really helpful to help me deal with it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so smart. No, my dad is smart. Okay, so look, before I had kids, I never once thought about playdates. But I know parents, we feel you. They're a big deal. But here's the problem. Uh Uh-huh. When you're sending your kids to someone else's house. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Do you go and investigate the house and meet the parents every time your kids go to a play date at someone else's house? Wow. Because like I CSI, never, man. I know. I have to admit, my sitter after school, because I work, she'll say, oh, you know, Sage is going over to Veronica's house. And I'm like, awesome. Like, it doesn't cross my mind to be like, who's Veronica? Where does she live? Does she have siblings? Is there a creepy uncle living in the basement? You know, like, oh, I yeah. don't. Yeah, see, I that occurs to me. that, but... like, she's vetted her and she's nice. And Yeah, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> like, I, I think that way. I, I mean, I actually think about it. There's a gun in the house. I do. Uh, I think about that stuff. Well, that's. Uh, well, that's and, but, here, but I think there's a little difference between our situations. Yeah. Because I know you, your kids really do go to a neighborhood school. Yeah, and I feel do. like. I know I every see, kid in you know, class. like when we walk down the street, when I'm in Brooklyn with you, you know all the parents. Like you'll see them walking by and it's like, I'm like you know hey, everybody. hi, hey. But that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even though my kids do go to what I would consider a neighborhood school, you know, my four-year-old goes to a preschool, mm-hmm. it's, I have to drive to it. And so it's a little spread out. Yeah. And therefore, I don't know all the parents. Also, I'm kind of a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> I work from home. My friends are on the internet. You have four children and a lot of work to but, do. But, you know, I just don't know them as well. Okay, that's fair. And also, it depends. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times with my little one, like, like, I'll go as well. Like, I won't just drop them off. But, you know, the older ones, I, I do feel like I need to talk to the parent beforehand. I ask them, you know, like, about their home. And I try to be really strategic about it. You know, I don't And say, I think like, especially as your there? kids get older, actually, and have more independence and are more likely to be playing alone in a bedroom. Like, you know, by the time you get to high school, I do remember telling my mom that I slept over at the friend's house who burnt her bedroom down by smoking <laughs> oh, no. a bong in the house while her parents were home. My mom was like, you may not go there again. <laughs> And I was furious. What? She's my friend. You know, I was 16. 16, four years old. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between preschoolers and I have and a lot teens. of stories about high school friends. We'll get to that So do you point. have rules, though, in terms of, like, what you, when you send your child over? I mean, because I do vet the parents. I will say that mm-hmm. publicly. I do vet them. But then do you kind of dictate what they do over there? Oh, like what they, how yeah, they spend like, their time? Because you know what? The last thing I want uh, is for my kids to go to a play date and just sit in front question. of the TV the whole time. You know, I kind of feel like the play date parents in charge. And so when they come to my house, Hopefully I they're have in charge. Well, yeah, yeah. 
But I feel like, you know, when kids come over to my house, I don't want them to be like, I must do six hours of homework and eat carrot sticks only. You know, like I want them to come over and they can play Minecraft for a half hour, Xbox. And then after that, I usually say, okay, why don't you guys work on homework together for an hour and we have snacks. So I kind of dictate what's going on or if my sitter's there, she does. You know, here's what's interesting. My kids are super rule followers. And they've come back and said to me like, oh, so-and-so wanted to watch, like, whatever show that we don't watch. Glee. A marathon. And, yeah. Which they wanted to watch the, like, oh, the Hunger Games marathon. And so, and so they'll say to the kid, oh, we don't watch that. And so my kids actually oh, well, have that's spoken awesome. up and said, like, oh, we don't watch that. And I've never specifically said to my kids, don't watch this when you leave the house. But they kind of feel like if it's a rule in our house, then maybe they shouldn't do it out. And I, I love that my kids do that's that. That's amazing. So, like, let's just really quickly some yeah. tips for parents. So mine is visit the home if you're concerned. Don't yeah. worry about being that parent. Do it. I love your tip about asking a teacher. Uh-huh. You know, and of course, they need to be somewhat appropriate and confidential and not be spilling all the business. Or in your case, like a neighbor, yeah, somebody else who neighbor. might be able to give you more information. Yeah, and you know what? Parenting is hard. You got to put on your grown-up panties and you got to <laughs> you gotta take one for the team. And sometimes it's awkward and uncomfortable, but that's our job. Grown-up panties often are awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. <laughs> you are the parent, and in the end, you get to make the decisions. I agree. And I think also, you know, especially as this dad who sounds like an awesome dad by the way yeah when he wants his kid to grow up to make these choices for herself I think that's where you talk to your kids and give them reasons and give them rationale about being a good friend and identifying a good friend so that then they can see that for themselves as they get older absolutely well guys we want to know what you think Tell us all about your playdate experiences. Do you have any things that you've tried that have worked? What's the snack that brings all the children to the yard? Is the milkshakes. milkshakes? <laughs> Tweet us at Cool Mom Picks. Visit our Facebook page. Or you can email us, spawned at coolmompicks.com. And just remember that we have a page dedicated to Spawned we on do. coolmompicks.com with all the links and everything that we've talked about. Because actually someone told us that they really appreciate one person told us that yes. I appreciate it. Thank you, one commenter. Yeah, so. she said she really liked having a page where she could go and check back at these links so she could read the articles we discuss or look at the threads that we're talking about. So head over to coolmompicks.com and look for podcast. Okay, now I love this part of the show. Every week we present our favorite cool picks of the week, and there are so many if you think about all the stuff that we have on our website. But sometimes this is stuff that we haven't even shared on our website. Yes, like mine for this week. What is your pick of the week, Kristen? Okay, so let me just set this up. I was walking through the grocery aisle alone, which is kind of like a spa vacation. I feel like I should be queuing some like yes. Muzak, yes. <laughs> some supermarket I'm walking music. through and I look over near the orange juice and there was Starbucks. Starbucks what? Iced coffee. Like in... the Frappuccinos No, the just like iced coffee, black coffee, unsweetened in a big jug. Wait, they sell that in supermarkets? Yes, now? they do. Is I it had, good? It honestly? is so good. I'm always wary no. of the prepackaged stuff. It is really good. Now really? they had a couple. Like one was like sweetened, and then another one was I don't know. I just looked the other way because it it was like creamy. Wow. It looked like caramel, and then it was just black coffee, unsweetened in a big orange juice looking jug 
which, by the way, folks, make sure you hide it from your children because they're going to think it's for them. <laughs> Put it in the back. It is so good, Liz. Kids, how come you aren't going to sleep? It's four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we drank some of that delicious That jug. was so good. It didn't taste like orange juice and it wow, wasn't orange. Okay. So, so this anyway. is like kind of a time saver maybe it for is. people that don't want to like cold saver. brew their I, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's so hot now. It's the perfect thing. And honestly, it's probably way pricier than making your own. So I'm going to uh-huh. put that out there. But it's probably less than buying individual it iced is. coffees and it Starbucks. was really convenient and it was really great I want you to try it Liz you can tell tell me what you I think. will I'm going to try it okay. and I will let you know what do you have this week? okay What's so your pick? my pick Ooh, I actually brought this I want to show it to you Ooh, we have show and tell today I on know Spons. I know sometimes we get sent books for review and honestly 99% of them just get donated to our local library but this one came it's so awesome Kate Beaton has a new picture book called the princess and the pony how cute I, is this? This is really cute. It's got the best illustrations. And the first thing I noticed is the princess, not white. What? I know. It's possible. Are you telling me? And then, I, like, it's so cool. <laughs> I can't believe it's it. It's just this really great story. I mean, it's really cool. I think it works on the level, like, for little kids. I think it works for big kids. And I don't think it's only a girl story. And it's really about this this little girl, Princess Pinecone, who lived in a kingdom of warriors. And everybody Aww. looks like these tough medieval. Look at these guys. How They're awesome, though. It's They're really very, cool. like, it's like a little cartoony, a little artsy. And I'm so describing it for people. And so her whole thing is she wants something for her birthday. And that most warriors get these awesome birthday presents, like shields and amulets and helmets with horns on them but she always got cozy sweaters <laughs> and what she really wanted was like a big Aww. strong horse to ride into battle and there's just like a great twist about how you know princesses can like tough things too and yeah. tough people can like cozy sweaters too and it's really a charming story and then I realized on the second read I think she has biracial parents which is kind of a cool well, did you, I don't know if you knew this I have some data for you my friend <gasps> dad and I read alert. recently that only 3% of children's books have black protagonists. Are you serious? Isn't that insane? I'm, I'm half Asian. It, I wonder it, what half Asian is. <laughs> <laughs> Not 3%. It's just great for all kinds of kids to see all kinds of families out there so that everybody feels that they belong. So I love The Princess and the Pony by Kate Beaton. It's an excellent charming picture book. The illustrations are really funny. And I think Princess Pinecone is going to be like the new baby name in a few years. What a great pick, Liz. I like it. I'm glad you like it too. All right. So let us know what you think about our picks. And you know what? If you have stuff that you love, we want to hear about it. Yes. Often our best picks come from our own readers and our own listeners. So send them to us. Yeah. Tweet us at Cool Mom Picks and use the hashtag Spawn Show. You can visit our Facebook page or drop us an email, spawned at Cool mompicks.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Spawned with Kristen and Liz. Thank you so, so much for joining us again. We're so happy you're here. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Our engineer is Henry Miloski. And thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And if you like the show, be sure to tell a friend, subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we are so grateful for all the nice things people have to say about us. We love to hear from you. Tweet us at Cool Mom Picks. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, drop us an email, spawned at coolmompicks.com. We look forward to talking to you again next week. This is Kristen. This is Liz signing off.